Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe, student games, art games, uh, strange games we find on itch, that sort of thing. My name's Jordan. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host and good friend, Blake. It's me. I'm Blake. Uh, Blake's with me today to talk about a game that is, um, I, I know I gave that little intro bit that made it sound like we're doing, uh, <laughs> games you have no chance of, of ever having heard of, but this, this week we're playing, uh, Crossnick Plus, which I would say there's not a great chance you've heard of, but a non-zero <laughs> chance you've heard of it, um, uh-huh. which is, uh, uh, listeners of the podcast will remember that we played Crossnick in an earlier episode. Uh, no, that's not necessarily true. Didn't we check last time and it's like episode 20? So if you started listening to this podcast in the last year, there's a good chance you haven't. Heard yeah, that's of this. why I said long time <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Did, I don't think you said long time. Then, uh, I think you imagined that you no, said I, that. Okay. Well, let me rephrase that. Long time listeners of the podcast. <laughs> Real, the OG <laughs> listeners of the podcast will remember mm. um, that we played uh, Crossnick, uh, which was uh, it's a, uh, basically a puzzle game. Um, that involves matching colored tiles into cross shapes uh, in order to uh, in order to complete them, get points, and uh, extend your timer in the endless mode. And um, mm-hmm. this game, uh, we played it, and then it uh, it got kickstarted uh, and became a a sort of a full size game. Um, he got. Uh, actually several hundred uh, backers on Kickstarter. It was actually a pretty successful Kickstarter, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Max Krieger has turned it into Crossneak Plus, which um, we were uh, fortunate enough, Max was very generous. Uh, he gave us uh, access to the press build, um, which is the pre-release, basically. The game will be um, the release date and the uh, uh, price of the game will be released shortly. Um, probably like right after this podcast, maybe the same week that it comes out. Um, mm. And then it will be available on uh, PC, Mac, Linux, uh, and Nintendo Switch eventually. Yeah, Nintendo Switch might be releasing later, but yeah, the uh, the uh, the game itself should be releasing very soon. It'll it will cost money when it does release. Yes. Um, uh, mask. <clears throat> excuse me max asked that we not disclose that until his uh sort of launch trailer uh mm-hmm. comes out which should be any any day now mm-hmm. um anyway if we if we get that info or we have that information if we are allowed to say it when the episode comes out we'll make sure to give you guys that info on twitter yeah uh, but also wanted to shout out the other folks that worked on the game yes definitely uh so uh max krieger alice morrow did uh il- illustration uh character designs miles shank did uh more illustration character design fashion design uh visual design consultant and did some writing uh dvi uh or dv caputo did a composer some cg art and uh sound design and then virix dreamcore uh, aka david mckee did uh composing and sound design and then uh articution aka taylor mccarran did a background illustration so, yeah, um, that that last credit I was interested in because some of the some of the backgrounds were like um, stock. It seemed like stock footage. I'm not entirely sure, but uh-huh. it seemed like footage of like 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 industrial processes, like B roll of industrial processes. Like <laughs> sure. like I it was something you expect to see in like how it's made or something. And no, uh, absolutely. I was, I was wondering if uh, what exactly if that had like an origin, and then it was like just touched up for this, or if it was like somehow originally produced. yeah i, I have know. no idea i have no idea i'd be curious to Any, know. anything i could say is speculation pure speculation uh-huh 
Um, but uh, yeah, so this game, um, uh, the the core the core gameplay loop, as we have uh, mentioned, is is the same as in Crossnick. Uh, the original, which is that there is a, a grid of colored squares. There's three colors in, in one map or level. And your goal is to move the squares around. You move them in rows. So if you move one to the right, then everything. Well, rows or columns. Or columns. Uh, everything will either move with it right or left or with it up and down, um, which kind of rearranges the, the map. And so your, your goal is to rearrange them quickly and cleverly in order to uh, fit them into crosses every time you get a cross it vanishes um repopulates you get points and extends your time um mm-hmm. and then uh the game gradually builds on that by adding special tiles that uh, have different effects um, like adding extra points um, but the the ones that you're watching out for most often are these little padlock ones which cannot go mm-hmm. around the uh edge of the map so normally it's kind of like in in a loop around the the map if it goes off to the right it appears on the left the locks can't do that and then the the true evil tiles (laughs) which are the x's uh which cannot be moved at all so you have to move other um other tiles in order to, uh, to complete um your crosses while those are on on the field and uh they really those ones fuck with you you really gotta Gotta yeah, those are work bastards. around the X's. It can, it can the really number like... of, Oh, go ahead. The number of times that I built out an entire cross except for one tile, and then I went to move a tile into place, and it and was like, oh shit, an X I one, can't. and I couldn't move it, and I'm just yeah. like, fuck this so yeah. much. Yeah, the thing about the X ones is, um, well, maybe this is actually a good place to start because there's something I was thinking about with this game. Is this game okay. is is very much one of those games where it's like. Uh, you kind of reflexively build up the grammar for how the mechanics works in your brain. It's very like mm. like Tetrisy or like you know classic speed based puzzle games in that way, where it's like you just kind of start to see the connections once you get good at it. But the X sure. blocks just like they, it's like a whole Throw new thing you have to learn. <laughs> it's like you're you're kind of getting in a rhythm, and that one really like throws you for a loop. I feel like the the locks kind of um, can slot into, at least for me anyways, I could slot them into my sort of like, uh, the habits for speeding things along that I was developing, but the X's I had to like consciously think about, well, it. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. And the thing about the locks is that, um, since, uh, they only really fuck you over if they're on the same row, because otherwise it's like, oh, if I want to get one in a position, the locks getting in the way, I can just wrap the thing I want to get into that position all the way around the, the board other direction yes yeah the mm-hmm. other i can i can try and move in one direction if it gets stuck then i flip it back the other direction it takes a little bit more time but uh, honestly i wasn't really moving fast enough to where most of the time that was that big of a deal no me uh, neither because i'm not that good at the game but no. um well the the real uh, time that the, the locks become a problem is when you have two in one row yep which yeah. does sometimes become a thing or sometimes <laughs> the true then they just basically become an x which is when you have a lock on on the end of each row uh, yeah i had that happen a few like, times no but you can move it side to side and then they aren't on the same row anymore yeah that's true uh but that eats up time yeah and it also it can fuck with your cross setup you, if you're moving all along yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's kind of the thing about this game is you kind of uh you start you at least for me you kind of like arbitrarily decide well there's a lot of x colored tiles on the board so I'm going to try and make a cross out of these or there's a basically a full line in either the vertical or horizontal direction of one color. So I'm just going to try and build yeah. on uh, build a cross by making a, you know, a intersecting line. 
and then you kind of just sort of slide tiles around and and at first i struggled pretty hard with this game i was like i feel like i was having trouble grasping like how to not do it really like painfully slow <laughs> uh, oh, interesting and i think i think part of that comes from the fact that i just haven't played a game that works quite like this before so uh it's a little bit not necessarily non-intuitive but you just don't really think about the relationships between tiles and the ways you can move them like a tactic that i started using later on is that i would just kind of like rather than at first i was trying to be like okay there's a vertical line uh that's uh, uh going let's say all the way on the left side of the screen there's there's a vertical line going up so i'm gonna uh like spend time trying to build up another line in a specific position on the side when really it's kind of more useful to just like rotate the band like i'm trying to think of how to explain this in a way that makes sense but just like rotate a line and slot in uh things from the other direction tiles from the other direction so i like have three in a row and i need to fill in the remaining four so i just like slide it over to where there's a vertical one of the other side anyway i i'm trying to i feel like this is really hard to explain this making sense <laughs> it is really hard. However, yeah, it's really hard to visualize if you haven't i mean this is one of those games that really is kind of like um like pure spatial visual reasoning and so it's uh-huh. it's really weird to like translate it into words just because it's like it is such a like its own thing like you just sure you, you just have to think in crosses not in language um but yeah. the, that actually kind of surprises me that you found it really hard because i i do feel like there is a little a uh, bit of overlap in like like puzzle toys like rubik's cube or something like that specifically mm. the the sort of constraint of having to think about how moving one piece will undo other pieces um mm. uh, obviously it's a little different and rubik's cube you know it's really about uh memorizing algorithms but yeah you're but you're I was, quite, I was quite say, a skilled cubester so i, I do i do rubik's cube you do cube. dozens of time every day uh oh still you're still into that well, I recently brought my nice Rubik's cube to work, and so mm. when I'm thinking about something or I'm in like uh, on like a, a call where I don't really need to pay that much attention, I'll just kind of like ambiently, like almost reflexively pick it up and and do it. Yeah, yeah. The other day I timed myself. I could I came in under one minute, so I still got under it a, a minute. Bit. Nice. At my peak, mm. it was a minute forty. I remember. So you. Oh you, really? My peak was like I want to say it was like forty two. Damn, that's that's really good. That's quick. Yeah you know well i also have like a, a speed, speed cube. cube yeah yeah I, I didn't it was it was pretty good the one i had but it wasn't yeah actually. but but it's definitely uh in uh it, the ways in which a rubik's cube is similar to this game are kind of nullified by the fact that the way i do a rubik's cube is just muscle memory basically yeah yeah <laughs> it well, like I has mean, very little to do with the relationships that's between. true and and i mean the the level of randomness in this game is such that you would never yeah. have have the true level of muscle memory that you have in a Rubik's cube. But sure. one thing, um, I, I mean, I do think there is muscle memory to this game and I did start to develop it uh, a little mm. bit. Um, the, the one that I noticed myself doing is, um, uh, just when you just being able to anticipate which block you will be undoing by moving mm. one into place and then mm. kind of knowing in advance what to you need to do to get it, it back quick. in place really quick. So, sure. then, so instead of just like, dude, dude, oh, oh, oops, I made that one wrong. Dude, dude, it'd be more like do 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 really quick. Just, yeah. So that actually uh, kind of brings me to one thing that I, I kind of wanted to use to compare it against other puzzle games of this sort, which if I remember correctly, 
when we played the original version, we decided that it's an arcade puzzler where it's uh, yeah, a game did. that's it's not about uh like new like puzzles that sort of test your understanding of pre previous puzzles it's just the same sort of uh puzzle uh with you trying to get better at uh at executing on it and and what that's so like tetris or whatever puyo puyo but the, the what occurs to me is that this game is a lot less about i mean it explicitly says in the tutorial that it's not about combos well in the it's about, and in the press kit explicitly now says arcade style puzzle game so that's oh does it okay confirmation but but the, but the thing that uh differentiates it from other arcade puzzle games is that it's uh not about like setting up a combo really uh because it's it's almost impossible like I, I i foresee that someone could do it if they were really good at this game but yeah. i i the fact that the game told me that made me feel better because when we played the original game i felt like oh i bet you there's a way that you could be setting up combos and like really doing like getting really good at this game but in the i forget if it's in the regular tutorial or the advanced tutorial it says uh this game isn't about combos like other games it's more about just like doing the next cross fast once you've done one which there are ways that you could probably potentially set up the board to make it uh faster but also uh it's it's it puts it in contrast because like tetris well there's several tetris is kind of a thing a whole beast because there are a few different or there are, because it's been so popular and so many people play it there have arisen different kinds of play like there's speed tetris there's score tetris and there's like different variants where uh doing different things gets you different amount of points so like going for uh, a straight up tetris which is where you get four uh lines at a time by using the big line piece into a slot that is filled everywhere else uh sometimes that's an optimal strategy sometimes uh aiming for uh t-spins is an optimal strategy and sometimes going for combos which is getting a bunch of like one or two uh line clears but all in a row by like sort of building your um your stack in a way that it can be receptive to many kinds of pieces yeah, uh, and I mean, so you can kind of boom 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 the fact that there are words like what did you say t-spins do you not know about t-spins no why i'm not I oh don't boy tetris. the fact but just the i was just gonna say the fact that there are words like that sort of shows mm -hmm. the the like degree to which that sort of combo thinking is important for that game sure um, sure yeah it, it is definitely true that combos in the sense of like uh setting up multiple crosses in uh, at once is not really a thing in this game but there mm -hmm. is uh there is combos in the sense of just trying to do it quickly like you sure if you have you get bonus points for minimizing the time between cross completions um mm -hmm. and then also we didn't um mention this but there are some advanced uh techniques i don't actually remember if this was in the original game do you did you look at the advanced I, tutorial i did look at the advanced tutorial and at first i was like ah this is way too cumbersome to be useful and then after i played for a while i was like ah this is vital in certain <laughs> situations to uh be fast yeah the thing um, that i thought was vital specifically is um what's it called uh something break the, uh oh, set break uh, type break when you type, type break. break an X. So if you complete, yeah. if you complete a cross, um, and the X or the lock, uh, is adjacent to the cross you just completed. So even if it's not a part of it, uh, it won't mm -hmm. complete the, the lock, but it'll get rid of the X and it'll just become a normal block of that color. Uh, mm -hmm. sometimes when you have a really sticky X, that's the easiest that's way. The easiest to. way. And in fact, in some yeah. situations you have an X that is in a color that you don't actually even have enough blocks sure. to complete. So you do really have to be using that sometimes. Yeah, they actually the thing that I found much more useful or not much more useful, but 
uh, useful as the the multi select thing. It it, it works Did kind you? of okay. weirdly. It's a little bit it's a little bit kludgy, but actually, as I started getting a, a little bit better, uh, basically what I would find is that sometimes I will sort of in a in an attempt to be fast, I'll start setting up an X, and it's in a position where uh, one of the uh, blocked or one of the X'd out or locked tiles is will stop me from making a cross once i've had it at like 80 percent completion at which point you can like multi-select four of them drag them to another spot where it'll be more convenient mm, to huh. build and then kind of do that so it is it is a little bit cumbersome and kind of unintuitive especially like exiting out of it or like undoing it once you've set it up because basically you double click a tile to make it so that when you grab uh a de- like when you click on another tile that it'll get dragged the same amount in the same direction yes uh where where permitting uh and you can do it uh ad nauseum as much as as much as you want and then to clear it you just click off of the play space so it's a mm-hmm. little bit cumbersome i wish there was like uh i don't know i wish i could just like middle mouse click or something to make it undo yeah, it i the the key binding that i thought would make sense would be just right clicking or even clicking and dragging if you could like uh, uh, a sort of like you know rts style uh like multi-select mul- multi-select three oh, cubes. Yeah. i feel like i could do it really fast but i just i just mm. felt like for the most part i did use it a couple times but just uh-huh. double clicking on on two tiles and then moving a third one i just yeah. didn't seem that much faster than just boop 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 three different tiles but yeah for me it was more when there were like four more that i like oh shit these are in the wrong spot or if it's like the last two tiles are right next to each other i'm gonna just like boop boop and then just like okay huh slam right over there yeah Um, i guess that would make sense if they're like but anyway it it definitely was like a little bit you need to get uh, cumbersome across but in general i actually uh one criticism i would say is like controlling this game I don't know. It's uh, I'll put it this way. I want to play this on a phone so bad because I feel like a touch screen is exactly the control interface that this game needs uh, because you can like really easily uh, like drag and slide stuff around uh, in a way that I feel like uh, doesn't didn't quite work. I don't know it just it, it feels weird for a game to be uh like telling me it's about speed and that it feel like a little bit slow to control right um yeah i mean i felt like the i didn't feel like it was slow to control but definitely touch screen would be faster um, yeah that's definitely true and there is yeah. some something about the kind of like like multi um multi-directional grid of cubes it just like it uh, feels touchy it you just know? screams as, mobile it just as a mechanic it's like oh this should be touched so yeah, i see i, I want see to mean, but i do feel like i it, it kind something about the mouse still kinds of kind of feels a little bit right like the clicking and dragging the uh, thing that i found baffling is like playing it with the gamepad i would be like yeah i me tried right that like, at first i was like i'm curious how this will work and i was like oh yeah no some thanks. people though maybe maybe someone I'll, is the true game yeah. i'm curious if so this game is coming out for switch i'm curious if it'll use the switch touchscreen because if so that might be like the yes, version to that get that was something i was wondering too if uh, so then definitely because also yeah. then it is kind of mobile too you know yeah i mean i honestly i want this game on my phone I yeah. feel like if it was on my phone, I would play. I'm pretty sure I said this in the original game too. Yeah, you did. But I, uh, I feel like it's 
it would work so well on a phone, which is, I mean, obviously developing as, especially when you're mostly a solo developer or a small team, uh, you know, targeting mobile devices can be uh, a pain in the ass as a person who just released a mobile app, uh, <laughs> for my job. It's, it's, uh, it's not it's easy hard. and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's fair. but I, I would love to have this game on my phone. Cause I feel like it'd be super easy to just like pull it out of your pocket, play a, a, round of time attack and like swipe it around and then you know throw it back in your pocket although if you were you know out in public then you would miss out on the uh on the soundtrack which uh i guess is there anything else you had to say you wanted to say in this like current vein because otherwise i want to start talking about Uh, no go straight for go straight for the soundtrack please oh my god so aesthetically this game fucking owns it is it slaps (laughs) in every in every imaginable way like uh the the soundtrack uh, we 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 lamented uh last time on the original game about uh how it had like this very like ps2 era uh feel and we we weren't that far off the mark uh because now that the now that this game is a little bit more like fully fleshed out uh and uh we have the press kit here in front of us uh the game is sort of presented as uh uh being visually inspired by uh, what is called uh, or what Max calls a uh, Y2K design, uh, which is sort of uh, this late 20th century conception of the, the how futuristic the 21st century is going to be in this like sort of design. I mean, I feel like if you grew up, if you were a, a, a child or a, a adolescent in the late 90s, you have a, an exact image of your mind of what everything looked like because it was like this weird, like I feel like there's a lot of uh, early CG of like, you know, Chrome looking liquid and uh, <laughs> like very specific. Let's here. Let me read this from the press kit. The game was visually inspired by a period of industrial slash visual design in the late nineties. Now known as Y2K design. This era was defined by cool quote, digital colors, organic shapes and visions of speculative technology focused on ergonomics and lifestyle integration, all combining to form an optimistic, optimistic vision of the future where users had a symbiotic empowering relationship with technology and it it's so good like they execute on it so well it feels so much like a a japanese dreamcast game that it's like kind of baffling like they they did it so well i i can't praise the game enough in that respect i want to live in this game's like main menu (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah, no, I totally feel that. And I, I felt like, um, so I, it looked like there's only one of them right now, but in the chill mode, there are like these, so it's chill mode is basically an endless mode where there's no constraints or points. It's just about endlessly filling in crosses. Um, mm-hmm. the, there's like custom tile sets and the one that's oh, there sure. is uh, a beach background with water tiles, uh, palm, uh, frond tiles and sand tiles. Uh, and they just look very much like uh, it felt very like uh, like Y2K, um, like stock sure. image pasted on uh, uh, style. I really like that. And I felt like uh, so it seems like more of them are going to be added. And that just seems like, well, a, well, I think you're you misunderstanding how the gallery. Yeah. So how the gallery works is that you get money. We haven't talked about the currency system, oh, but you get money you, for playing okay. and you can buy new paintings for the gallery. And each painting is like a background and theme for the, okay. the thing. Yeah. They're kind of expensive though. They're like a hundred credits. So I didn't, yeah, I ended with one. just enough to get one, but I didn't actually end up spending it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. You have to be good at this game. 
Uh, yeah, which I am not. Uh, you you made it further into the into the uh, leaderboards than I did, which yeah. I'm sure once the game comes out to real people, we'll get. I know right now it's just like quickly. literally like I don't know podcasters and people writing for yeah. like I mean online maybe, maybe it's like funny. Waypoint or someone <laughs> like these are. The it's t- funny because I I've been uh, I've like heard tell of this exact thing of I think it was with. Uh, one of the geometry wars games i was listening to a podcast where they're like yeah i was number one before the game came out and then the game came out and uh, i was not number one at all uh and it's well, like wow I can't, then i'm gonna go that. ahead and claim uh number four uh global uh, in endless crossnick plus endless i'm number four uh, i was i was number four in uh time in, um time attack three yes. minutes so out here yeah uh the person <laughs> who beat me at number three uh i i felt like it was chill that they beat me because their username was uh abolish ice hell um, yeah <laughs> so uh i'm very curious who that is and jordan then, sent me a text being like are you abolish ice and i was like i wish man. i wish i was <laughs> missed opportunities so they were ahead of me and then i this is just like proof that the scoreboards can get completely rewritten as soon as it releases but the person uh-huh. in first has more than double the points of the person in second they had yeah. like 140,000 or something and the next closest was like 60 70 80 somewhere in there yeah so it is uh yeah i'm sure i'm sure the doors will get blown off um yeah um i do uh i did want to talk actually a little bit more about the aesthetic before i did too Um, i want to talk about it a lot more (laughs) okay good well the thing i just wanted to say is i i thought this um was um it's just like a little throwaway line but it actually i feel like is really interesting observation about y2k aesthetic but mm. it's from the history section of the press kit says artistically crossing plus is dedicated to making the future feel like something cool exciting and full of possibility and for players mm. to interact with menus and mechanics that evoke those emotions and dreams uh first mm. of all i thought that was so funny that it specifically called out uh the menus as evoking uh, a feeling of future optimism because that's exactly sure. what you were saying you were like i just want to live in these menus yeah um, but also i just like that's such a great way to just like uh encapsulate the like like tech culture of the 90s in so many ways mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that you know the internet is gonna make the world radically democratic and technology mm-hmm. is gonna solve all our problems and we were so young then and, <laughs> yes and it's just like the the sort of like default um, like moods and styles that people use to talk about future technology is not that anymore. Like it is, it's like cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, Back then we thought the internet would save us. Now we know that it will be our in- undoing. <laughs> Cambridge Analytica, man. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't want to undersell how fucking good the music and sound design is like the menus I don't know why they just sound like Gran Turismo two to mm. me, which was like, I think a PlayStation two game or maybe PlayStation one or maybe, I don't know. They, they just sound like a late nineties, early two thousands Japanese game. Just like the, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but it's so good. And like every single sound that is made in the menu from the music to like selecting this thing to going back and forth is all just like, it's pitch perfect. It is so good even though the menus themselves are um i would argue intentionally bad like or intentionally kind of hard to use uh because they have so much going on visually that they're a little bit 
distracting and they're kind of like kludgy to to navigate uh yeah and there's a lot of stuff that felt like kludgy not in the sense of like like totally um impenetrable but just like mm-hmm. a little kind of uh rough around the ed- edges when it comes to ui in a way that like really reminds me of like early internet uh like yeah, like absolutely. The, it's, it's really going for that kind of like like your interaction with the page is supposed to be like, whoa, dude. What um, were the, what were the, um, what was it called? The like music player things that you would get skins for. This was like a little bit before my time, like before I was consuming, uh, like digital music really. Music players uh, but there was, skins for, I yeah, it was like that I know. Uh, it was like a, uh, the, a WMV player or something. I got to find it now. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> um, and this is a thing you did on the internet. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's like you downloaded uh, uh, a a like it was a desktop application uh, that would play MP3s, uh, and then you could like reskin them to uh, look all ridiculous. What are they fucking called? Make your um, MP3 look. Winamp. Ridic- Winamp is what I'm talking about. So Winamp was the application that uh, played the like digital sound files. And then people had all these crazy skins that they're absolutely bonkers looking here. Are you ready? I'm going to send you this, this hot. Wait, I'm confused. Skin. What are you skinning? It's a sound file. Like, no, the- you're skinning the, 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 um, the, uh, software, the piece of software that plays the sound file. So it's like the, oh, the what instead the? of instead of Windows Media Player oh, you had God, Winamp. This is weird. Have you never seen this before? Um, I don't know if I have actually. Okay, oh, so this was like funny. I I didn't do it, but I had like older cousins or like family friends who it's like on on the PC you had you like oh I found this f- sweet Winamp skin on so and so and look how cool it looks and it's got like a visualizer on <laughs> it and stuff. Oh, and they're funny, gaudy looking and ridiculous. But and like they they just organize the the UI elements in a way that is utterly confounding and like not yeah, sure. friendly to use at all. But it, it looked cool. And I yeah. feel like the this the menus in CrossNeed Plus are intentionally evoking that by being a little bit uh, uh, unintuitive. Um, mm-hmm. And another touch that I, I think is is really good that I was kind of like, Oh shit. So I was like, wow, the, everything in the UI is so big. And I was like, yeah. wait a second. Remember? Cause I, 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 I really thought about it because I remember when I got, uh, an Xbox 360 after the PS2, I was like, I was still on a CRT TV with an Xbox 360. I was mm. like, everything's so small. I can't read what it says because yeah. the UIs were meant to be displayed in HD so you could have the fidelity enough to see everything at a smaller size so suddenly UIs were taking up less of the game's screen space yeah and whereas in like a PS2 or an N64 game the UI is huge cuz the resolution is really bad yeah. so it has to be big in order to be like legible uh and so this like every menu in this game is giant and chunky and yeah, uh, has round edges and oblique angles, <laughs> and it's great. As I said, I want to, I want to live in, in, in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that, but it is true that the size of menu elements really dates, uh, really dates a program. <laughs> Absolutely, so that, uh, that is another good historicizing touch. Yeah, this game really, you know, it. Uh, Max Krieger clearly knows. Uh, knows the Y2K era, <laughs> apparently. Sure. So, um, that was uh, that was good. 
Um, Max Krieger for sure used Winamp, dude. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm <laughs> sure he did. Um, so what else to talk about? Um, so I guess, uh, did you have anything else about the aesthetics? You did claim you could talk about it endlessly. Uh, and, I endless mode of Blake talking about the aesthetics. I just think they're real good. The music <laughs> is like... Oh, yeah, the music. It did remind me of like uh, a little bit of the Wii menu song. Oh, um, yeah. I, I just... Bit. Yeah, there's something like specifically uh, Japanese about the style of composition. It's a lot of like drum and bass or like IDM sort of electronic music. That's... Yeah, whereas the... It's kind of the 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 Wii shop on on yeah. crack or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe not quite crack. Maybe just <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> but uh, just but Adderall. it's yeah, it's just really good uh, evocative music that that sounds like uh, a Japanese game from this era. Uh, I mean, Japanese composers have a certain like way of composing. I feel like if you're sensitive to the sort of style of songwriting and composition. Uh, if you hear a score, you can, I, I mean, I can often identify if it's uh, like a sort of a Western or a Japanese score just by hearing it because the way they compose music is so different and uh, electronic music is sort of included. Mm -hmm. It kind mm -hmm. of like, you think of a game like Luminous or a Tetris Effect where the music just has sure. like this specific, even though it's electronic music, which obviously is huge in America, it doesn't sound the same. Like the Japanese electronic music has a different sound to it. And from this previous, even in a, in the, in this previous era, this sort of Y2K era that the game is evoking, that was still the case. And they just n nailed it in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so shouts out to, uh, David McKee and DV Caputo, uh, for, for, uh, it with the sound design, killing it with the sound design and, and music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just going through the on the press kit the like images section, and it uh -huh. is just all it's so good. Every yeah, every last bit of it. Yeah, I it's interesting because I feel uh, for a long time uh, like sort of late '90s aesthetic was something that was just like oh it's disgusting like oh we'll never go back. Gene Code jeans, what the fuck were we thinking? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and we're finally starting to wrap back around to where like th even like three or four years ago, I would have been like, Oh, this aesthetic aesthetic is gross. But now I'm like, I'm like nostalgic enough about it. It's been long enough that it's kind of coming back. And even yeah. fashion wise, uh, sort of uh, dad fashion or like the chunky sneakers are really in vogue right now. They're coming back and sort of like white chunky Tommy Hilfiger or Fila sneakers are, are coming back and Nike and Adidas are riding the wave and, you know, straight fit jeans are kind of like having another, are they, I don't think they should. I'm not ready for that to come back. Yeah. I don't fuck with straight fit jeans, but, uh, that's just me personally, but gonna, like if everyone's going to boot cut their jeans. I, I don't know that I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I do have a, I do have a pair of, uh, like semi chunky sort of dad. They're on the, they're on the dad shoes spectrum for sure. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't have a, a big baggy windbreaker, uh, that again, that's not really me, but like <laughs> there, there are pieces of the like Y2K fashion comeback that I'm down for, like the, the colorfulness of garments and yeah, the, that I'll kind of give thing. It to the, the, the colorfulness for sure. Um, yeah, I've noticed that if you watch like, uh, I've noticed that watching like TV shows and movies, especially Actually, I guess I was going to say especially women's fashion, but men and women's fashion is just substantially mm -hmm. more colorful in the late 90s and the early 2000s. It's Absolutely. Just like, 
the your pants can be many different colors uh your shirts can be many colors at once um, yeah <laughs> we so. were we were so excited about the future we're like look at all these colors and then now everyone's like uh, let's just wear all and black. then the year 2000 came and 9 11 happened and everyone was like fuck like the the decade of 2000 well really we're all wearing gray <laughs> yeah uh, seriously um so uh i guess one thing so one thing we didn't get to experience in the game but that i'm quite curious about is the versus mode uh, yeah it looks good the screen the screen grabs like it looks like it has uh maybe that's the actual game mode that has had the most time dedicated to it because it's like there are characters you select and there are like power-ups and in the store you can like buy additional power-ups mm -hmm. i really uh wished i we would have gotten to try that out um yeah i didn't realize that that was going to be a, a mode but it looks from the screenshot it looks really cool and like there's a lot of work that went into it yeah yeah so if you get this play with your friends uh yeah i don't have unfortunately I'm in an for jordan and i we don't have friends. none of my friends play video games that's not entirely true but uh some of my friends do but i don't want to be like hey come over come to my into house my and basement sit in my and play this yeah. puzzle game with me <laughs> yeah like hey man pull up a seat and grab an xbox controller just me and you <laughs> yeah go. seriously <laughs> horrible um, handicap of the xbox controller yeah actually that's another good uh reason to get it on the switch is you could uh you know use them little joy cons you, to play anywhere you know sure on you know, the roof of your high-rise apartment now that i think about it to, you tried playing it with the the controller one thing i want to ask about uh -huh. that is what is your selection um it's just like a but no 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 but what, like, is, what does it highlight for you to select like do you still select a single, a single tile that's yeah. weird because it never actually oh i guess it matters because you can move up or side yeah um, yeah it's definitely um, not the most ideal it, it almost i almost wish that you uh could use like the like i'm just my i have a cross that's a selection right so i like uh I have a highlighted row and a highlighted column yeah, and I'm moving that thinking. around and then I use like the triggers to move it side to side or and something else to move up and down or something yeah. like that I think could could maybe uh, that's that's one thing where I feel like if this game actually came out in Y2K I feel like there were people were a little more receptive to like sort of weird control schemes like that sure uh, that I, I feel like that might work and honestly it might make it feel a little bit more fluid because I definitely got the feeling when playing with a gamepad that it was kind of like meant for mouse and that I was yeah, kind definitely. of uh, doing, doing the wrong, wrong thing by trying yeah. to play it there. Um, but I, I love, I play on a gamepad when I can because I like to lean back and relax. Yeah, you know? I do too. It's very, it's really weird to play, you know, for all the degree to which there's so many games that are better on PC with a mouse and keyboard. It's not yeah. the most ergonomic bodily configuration in which to play mm. video games. No, no, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> um, um, what else have we not covered? Do we cover that? There's a whole shop where you can like buy outfits loosely. for the characters and additional music. Um, I mean, I guess we could just talk about the characters briefly. Like, what did you think of the existence of characters? Like, what I was, didn't, I didn't actually really look at them, but again, they, they, they fit the aesthetic really well. They kind of remind me of like jet set radio or even mm. Puyo Puyo Tetris. I feel like it's a very Japanese thing to be like in our puzzle game, you play as a character, even though yeah. it's kind of like an abstract concept. What, what uh, the adding, characters made it remind me of a lot is like literal arcade games or not like, uh, but like, uh, like Peter Piper pizza games that are like from uh japan peter piper pizza what the hell are you talking about you're talking about a chuck e cheese 
Well, it's the same thing. It's Peter Piper pizza. Have <laughs> you never been to one? Maybe. Dude, New Mexico, man, it's fucked up. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't okay. fuck with that at okay. all. Okay, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but thank you. But something about those little characters being up there while you mm. uh, like talk to you while you're doing uh, uh, like arcade style puzzle game that has like no uh-huh. no thematic relevance to them at all <laughs> it just felt very like i felt like i was in a chuck e cheese which was nice okay um, i could i could foresee that uh yeah not sure specifically what the association was there but yeah i don't know either i i do i don't know that it's a specifically japanese thing but i know but, like, oh, like still, ddr that's kind of one thing yeah that it, it sort of reminded me of like dance dance revolution in that way absolutely yeah there's definitely a ddr vibe like the menus have a the very menu, ddr the menus are very sound D- to them ddr in fact the the shape of some of the buttons like um, yes seem like almost like really look like ddr uh, yeah there were a few times where i was expecting oh actually when you pick the music there's a little like turntable scratching like a oh, it reminded me yeah, a lot went, of for the song select in ddr yeah sure. of one of the of one of the sure. ddr songs and then yeah. it'd be all and then it'd be all like to the max <laughs> excellent Man. dude i want to play dance dance so badly i saw it in yeah. uh, i was at a movie theater the other day and they had a, a weird little like arcade in one uh-huh. part of it and that was one of the games i when's that when's that making a comeback in the in the u.s EDR? i don't know man yeah That's i i one you of know the few i want to get a games it truly holds up i think yeah, I want to get one of those fucking stupid ass foam mats yeah. to plug into my PlayStation Two. Yeah, I guess it'd be probably 100%. wireless at this point. I want to dance around in my living room. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know? I remember those being not as responsive as the solid ones, but no, uh, they're not. They're well. So if you if you got the real cheap ones, they're just like the little flat membrane ones. Yeah, you got the slightly more expensive one. It had a foam inserts, so it was still it like came up two or three inches off the ground. Yeah, those were yeah. a little bit better. But even so, nothing could beat the uh, you know big old big ass metal station. with the with the like handrails. So with so the, the bar in the back to balance the on bar, for the guys crazy, who are real you know, good, the crazy skilled player who uh, mm-hmm. shows off for everyone holding on to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. I'm taking a trip to Japan uh, soon just and, for uh, the Dance Revolution games. Yeah, I'm just gonna go because in in Japan they still have like huge. Uh, rhythm game arcades where it's just yeah. like hey this is a this is an arcade where only the, the only games here are rhythm games yeah. and there's like 10 ddrs to be clear that's not actually why you're going to japan but that's may, maybe I, will be you, part that's of the what trip. you think that's what you think <laughs> but that is literally exactly why i'm going <laughs> it will be an integral part of your uh of your mm-hmm. um japan experience japan experience hell yeah um, um, all right. Well, do you have anything else to cover with cross sneak? Plus? Uh, I think, I, I think that's it. Uh, I mean, just kind of like to reiterate, uh, really fun game that, uh, a lot of, a lot of like, um, work and quality has gone into it. So I really hope mm-hmm. to see it continue to be successful. I should say it's already had a successful Kickstarter. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, once it, once it's released, you should consider, consider buying it. Yeah. Um, dropping some, dropping some dollars on it. Yeah. Uh, for sure we would tell you the price but we've we've sworn an oath of secrecy yes max uh, so we'll tweet to, max krieger will kill us if we tell you literally yeah. we've sworn on we'll, our lives we'll tweet it out if it's been announced uh yeah. in the time between when we record this and when we um when we put out the episode uh but it's i would say it's well worth the price of admission mm-hmm. and you should buy it and i there's Definitely. a good chance i buy it on the switch once it's out for sure <laughs> for sure same <laughs> 
So next week, uh, we will be playing a game uh, by the name of Undefeated. A game, uh, you say? Yes, a video game. Huh. A new thing for this Tell podcast. Tell me more. Playing a video game. Uh, it's, uh, it's by Undefeated Games, so it seems like this might be their first uh, their first game. Um, but it is uh, some, it's kind of a superhero game where it looks like you fly around and uh, save people trapped underneath fallen buildings and beat up supervillains in the sky. Uh, yeah. So seems interesting. Um, it's, uh, it has some relationship to a, uh, game design school. Japanese. Not 100% sure. Yeah. Japanese, Japanese game school. Design school. Vantan game Academy. Yeah. So not hundred percent sure if they are themselves game students or if they're farmer students there. Uh, but, uh, it, it's people that came from the Vantan game Academy in some, in some, regard so we'll be playing that uh next week uh if you want to play the game along with us um it's free on steam uh we can send you out a link uh so go ahead and just follow us on twitter at edgeguard class at edgeguard cast uh we will uh tweet out uh the games we play there so if you're interested in that you should follow us there and if you just want updates on when the new episodes come out as well that is also where we do that so uh follow us there and undefeated next week